Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. What a joy and a privilege it is to share the Word with you. And hopefully, you'll have an opportunity to just sit back and relax and uh, allow me to impart some truths that I've learned from God's Word and how to become the winner in life that God wants you to be. We've been talking about for the last several weeks, quitting is not an option. If you've been watching, I trust you've made that decision. I want you to say that with me once again. I've had you say it several times over the last few weeks. Quitting is no longer an option. Say it. Quitting is no longer an option. See, once you make that decision, then obviously Satan's going to come and he's going to try to get you to back off on that declaration and on that decision. But you have to fight the good fight of faith. Don't let him talk you into giving up. Thank God you have the Word, you have the Holy Spirit, you have God on your side. Hey, you can do this. You can be a winner if you really put forth the effort. So don't let the devil talk you into quitting. Now, I want to go back to the verse that we read in the very first program that we began talking about quitting is no longer an option. And that's from Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. That's the foundation, folks. If you, if you get this revelation, this truth, deep down into your spirit, then praise God, that's the motivation for you refusing to quit. You have to become deeply convicted of the reality that God is not a man that he should lie, that God is faithful. So I want you to say that with me right now. My God is a faithful God. And say this, God is not a man that he should lie. So whatever he has said in his word, it's true. And whatever he's promised in his word, he fully intends to back it. So once you discover it, then you have the privilege and the right to believe that he will bring it to pass. But at the same time, you can't give up no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible, and no matter how long it takes, you have to refuse to give up. And then let's drop down to verse 35 of that same chapter, Hebrews chapter 10. Cast not away therefore your confidence. Another word for confidence is faith. Cast not away therefore your faith, which hath great recompense of reward. In other words, if you won't give up, if you won't quit, then God is going to reward your faith. He's going to reward that no quit, no compromise, unrelenting attitude that you have developed regarding the Word of God coming to pass in your life. So he says, don't cast away your confidence, which hath great recompense and reward, for you have need of patience. That word patience means consistency or being constant, never changing regardless of the circumstances. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So the, all of these scriptures are simply talking about don't quit. Don't cast away your faith. That means don't quit. Uh, without wavering, that means don't quit. Uh, you have need of patience. That means don't quit. So that's the bottom line to everything he's saying here. Don't quit. If you quit, then you're going you're gonna to allow the devil to rob you of God's best for your life. So you have to make the decision that quitting is not an option. And then notice in verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Living by faith means you don't quit. Living by faith means you don't draw back. In fact, the Bible says that 
uh, God has no pleasure in that. The Bible also says in Hebrews chapter 11, just one chapter over, that it's impossible to please God without faith. So the just shall live by faith. This is, this is not an option. It's something that God has required us to do. Live by faith. Faith in His Word. Faith in His ability to bring to pass what He has promised in His Word. And He says, if you draw back, then He has no pleasure in you. And then verse 39, I like the way it begins. But we are not of them that draw back. See, He's made that decision. I am not a person who draws back. I'm not a part of that camp. I'm not in that quitting camp. I'm not in that drawing back camp. I've made the decision that I'm going to stand on the Word of God no matter how long it takes, no matter what anybody else thinks about it, no matter what anybody else does. I am going to stand on the Word like Abraham. I'm going to stick it out, and I'm going to believe that I receive everything that God has promised. Can you say amen? So there's the evidence right there that if you make the decision that quitting is no longer an option, then God says you're going to be rewarded. I like rewards. How about you? God promises you will be rewarded. Now, here's a verse that I discovered uh, not too long ago. I mean, I've read it many times, but it, it just kind of jumped out at me recently. Psalm 119 and verse 28. It says, My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Now, the soul is made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And he says, My soul melteth for heaviness. In other words, the, the, the uh, pressure, the impossible looking circumstances is causing his soul to melt. And he says, but strengthen me according to your word. So notice here, he's saying that his only hope for being able to stand, his only hope for being able to continue to believe God is he must have his soul strengthened by the word of God. The message translation says, build me up again by your word. If you're down today, if you're discouraged today, if you're feeling hopeless today, then the only thing that you're going to, that, that, that's going to enable you to overcome all that is be in the word of God. Get back in the word. Don't run from the word when things look impossible. Run to the word. The word will build you up. The word will strengthen your soul. And that's what you need when you're endeavoring to stand and believe God for what looks to be impossible things in your life. So remember this, don't ever run from the Word. Run to the Word. Keep feeding on the Word of God so that it will build your faith, it will strengthen your soul, and then it's so important that you stay in the Word. Refuse to let go of the Word. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to be in the Word each and every day of your life. That's how you become strong in faith, and that's how you develop this no-quit mentality. And praise God, that's how you inherit the promises. Praise God. I want to encourage you to watch uh, very closely the announcement that we're about to share with you about some of the resources we have available. And then immediately after that, we're going to come back and finish the lesson. So don't leave. We're not done yet. I'll be right back.
God will never say it's over until you win. In Quitting is Not an Option, Jerry Savelle teaches what the Bible says about conquering the temptation to quit. In this encouraging four-CD series, you will learn how to stay focused in faith by being truly convinced God will keep His Word, being willing to wait by developing patience, and being in fellowship with God in His Word. You can receive victory in every area of your life. God is looking for a group of winners to rise up and show the world that He is greater. In the powerful book, Called to Battle, Destined to Win, Jerry shares how you can experience God's breakthrough power in your life. God will provide everything you need to pursue, overtake, and recover what has been lost. Are you ready to win? Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Born to Win package, including Quitting is Not an Option and Called to Battle, Destined to Win. Make the decision today to never give up, to never quit, and to watch what your persistence will produce. Hey, welcome back. In a few moments, we'll uh, share with you the resources once again, uh, particularly at the close of the program, so that you'll have an opportunity to write all that information down and place your order so that we can send it to you right away. This will be the last week that we uh, make available these particular resources. So once again, be watching at the end of the broadcast so that you can write that information down and know how that you can order them and get them in your home so that you can study them and build up your faith and become the winner that God wants you to be. All right, now, I want to read some notes uh, from, uh, read some things from my notes that I wanted to share with you, and I don't want to overlook them. Number one, refusing to quit is only possible by staying full of God's Word. Write that down if you're taking notes. Refusing to quit is only possible by staying full of God's Word. If you do your part by staying in the Word, then God will do His part by causing it to come to pass. Now, Satan obviously does not want you experiencing God's best. He doesn't want you experiencing the fulfillment of His promises. And He's going to do everything He possibly can to talk you into quitting. But make the decision that quitting is not an option. Now, I want to take you to Matthew chapter 14 and a story that I'm sure you're familiar with, but Let's see just how Satan operates, how he gets you to give up. Notice in verse 22, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him under the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Now notice this. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus simply said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I want to read that again. A lot of people read this and they think when Peter got out of the boat, he immediately began to sink. But that's not what it says. It says, when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to Jesus. He was actually successful. He was walking on the water. Don't you know that the disciples that remained in the boat they thought, look at Peter. I can't believe it. He's walking on water just like Jesus. 
So notice he was successful and notice how he was successful. He believed in the word that Jesus spoke and that word was come. As long as he held fast to God's word or the word that Jesus spoke, then he was successful. And when he got out of that boat, he started walking to Jesus and praise God. It was God's intent that he walk all the way to Jesus and they both walked back, get in the boat. When they got to shore, I'm convinced that they would have decided, we don't need a boat anymore. We can walk on water. We'll sell the boat, give the money to the poor. <laughs> well, something like that anyway. But notice what happened. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Now notice what happened. Satan is playing mind games with him. He saw the wind boisterous. In other words, uh, obviously the wind was strong. It was uh, uh, in the natural. It looked like that it would be impossible to continue this feat of walking on the water. But listen, let me ask you a question. Can you walk on the water when in the wind is not boisterous? Is that the only time you can walk on the water? Is that the rule? Is there a law that says you can't walk on water when it's boisterous? I don't think so because Jesus was still out there on the sea. He's still walking on the water. But the mind games that Satan was playing was this. Peter, you can't keep walking on the water. Can't you see it's boisterous? And that's when Peter gave up. And when Peter gave up, he began to sink. You see, when you yield to those mind games that Satan plays with you, when he says things like, you don't really think that God can supply that need. You don't really think you will be healed. You don't really think that you're going to get out of this situation. That's when you have to stand strong and make the decision that you're not going to yield to those thoughts. You're going to stay strong on the word. Remember what Psalm 119 verse 28 said, the message translation says, build me up again by your word. That's the only way you can stay strong is being built up by the word of God. Now notice here, Peter began to sink as a result of him getting his eyes off of what the word came out of, or the word that came out of Jesus' mouth. And that word simply was come. Now, I don't want to be too hard on Peter. I don't know if you and I would have continued either. But nevertheless, the point is, if we let go of the word, we begin to sink. If we let go of the word, we begin to experience defeat. When we let go of the word, when we get our eyes off the word of God, that's when failure starts creeping through the door. Well, we don't want to fail. We don't want to live in defeat and we don't want to miss out on God's best. So make up your mind. You're not going to let go of the word of God. If you refuse to let go of the word of God, Satan has no ability to defeat you. Amen. So keep the word in your heart. Keep the word in your mouth. Stay strong in faith and refuse to quit. Let's look at another example from Mark chapter four. And in this Mark chapter four, it's the, the great parable of the sower sows the word. And Jesus is talking about how important the word is in a man's heart. And he goes on to say, and Satan comes immediately to steal the word because Satan knows that it's the word that will bring uh, success and victory into your life. So that's why he wants to steal the word. He wants to get you to doubt God's ability to fulfill it. He wants to talk you into letting go of it, 
give up and quit. But you can't do that if you want to live in victory. Now, in verse 35 of this same chapter, it says, And the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us go over unto the other side. And when they were sent away, or when he had sent away the multitude, they took even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Now, let's remember what Jesus said to them. Remember his word. Let us go to the other side. Say that with me. Let us go to the other side. So what was his will? Going to the other side. What was his intent? Going to the other side. What did they need to hold fast to? Going to the other side. But in the midst of that, there came a great storm. Now, one translation says of hurricane proportion. So notice it's Satan coming immediately to try to steal the word. Jesus had told them, let's go to the other side, boys. But before they could ever get to the other side, this great storm arose. And now it says that he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillar. And they awake him and saith unto him, Master, carest not thou that we perish. Can you imagine them saying that to him? He had just told them how powerful the Word of God is when it lodges in a person's heart. It's capable of producing as much as a hundredfold. And he talks to them about how important it is to hear the Word of God and how to develop your faith in the Word of God. And now he's told them, get in the ship, boys. We need to go to the other side. But before they could reach the other side, and notice also that he was so confident that he would reach the other side that he went to sleep. He's in the back of the ship, sound asleep, and they had to wake him up. Now, notice the storm had everybody else concerned, but Jesus is sound asleep. Why? Because he told them what he wanted to do, what their assignment was, let's go to the other side. He did not intend for them to drown before they got to the other side. But Satan is now trying to steal the word from them. And the Bible says that they began to cry out, Master, don't you care that we perish? Can you imagine people saying that to Jesus? You don't even care that we're perishing. Well, of course he cares whether or not you perish. But he fully intended for them to take his word and hold fast to it and obey it and get him to the other side. But he said in verse 39, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? That sounds like to me he was expecting them to do exactly what he did. He expected them to get up and say, Wait a minute, wind. Wait a minute, storm. The master said, Let's go to the other side. And we're going to the other side. So you just settle down, be still, be calm, because we are not giving up we're going to the other side. That's what he intended for them to do, but they didn't do it. They allowed their circumstances to talk them into giving up. They became fearful and they quit. But thank God it's a beautiful story how Jesus got up and calmed the wind and calmed the storm and, you know, they reached the other side. But that was not his best. His best was for them to stay uh, uh, stuck, so, so to speak, stay with the Word of God that he had given them, let us go to the other side 
and them take authority over the wind, them take authority over the storm, and praise God, it would have been a great victory for them, and it would have been inspiring to their faith. So once again, notice how Satan will try his best to rob you of God's best. He'll do everything in his power to try to get you to give up before you can reach the other side. In other words, before the promise of God is fulfilled in your life. And then before we leave the air, let's look at uh, one more example of how important it is to make the decision not to quit. Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22 and in verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now notice what Jesus prayed for him, that his faith would not fail, that your faith fail not. Now, the first time I read that, I have to admit, I thought it was a misprint because up to that point, listening to Kenneth Copeland, listening to Kenneth Hagin, listening to T.L. Osborne, listening to Oral Roberts, it never dawned on me that faith would fail. The way they preached, faith was the victory. Uh, faith would, would move mountains. Faith would overcome every obstacle. And now when I'm reading this and I see these words, I pray that your faith fail not. That was shocking to me. I thought, can faith fail? That's not what I've been told. All these great men of God have told me that faith will make a winner out of you. So obviously I had to do some research, had to do some studying, and I found out that in the original, what it actually says is this, I have prayed that your faith will not be reduced to inactivity. Now that's a different story. Faith won't fail because faith is the victory that overcometh the world but it can be reduced to inactivity. And you and I are the ones who can do that. When we stop using our faith, when we allow our faith to just lie dormant uh, because of circumstances. See, that's what, that's what these disciples did when they saw that storm. Their, their faith was no longer active. They, they thought, we're going to perish. That's the reason they woke Jesus up and said, don't you care that we perish? Inactive faith is not faith at all. And notice also in the other story we saw, uh, when, when Peter saw the wind became boisterous, he began to sink. What happened? His faith was not active at all. So what Jesus is saying is, Peter, I have prayed that your faith will not become inactive. And inactive faith is a result of allowing the circumstances to convince you that there's no way out. There's no way that you can win. There's absolutely no way that you can overcome. And that's when you stop exercising your faith. Don't let that happen. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. Don't allow your faith to become inactive because inactive faith is not faith at all. It won't produce results. Praise God. I trust you've received a great insight into the Word today and through this study for the last four weeks. I have enjoyed sharing it with you and I'm praying that you will make that decision and stick with it that quitting is no longer an option. Watch this. I'll be back in just a few moments. God will never say it's over until you win. In Quitting is Not an Option, 
Jerry Savelle teaches what the Bible says about conquering the temptation to quit. In this encouraging four-CD series, you will learn how to stay focused in faith by being truly convinced God will keep His Word, being willing to wait by developing patience, and being in fellowship with God in His Word. You can receive victory in every area of your life. God is looking for a group of winners to rise up and show the world that He is greater. In the powerful book, Called to Battle, Destined to Win, Jerry shares how you can experience God's breakthrough power in your life. God will provide everything you need to pursue, overtake, and recover what has been lost. Are you ready to win? Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Born to Win package, including Quitting is Not an Option and Called to Battle, Destined to Win. Make the decision today to never give up, to never quit, and to watch what your persistence will produce. Listen, you have got to get these resources. Last time we'll be offering it. My book, Called to Battle, Destined to Win, Let the Champion in You Arise. Great book. And I'll tell you, I believe once you start reading it, you're not going to be able to put it down. It's inspiring. It's faith building. And I know you're going to enjoy it. And once again, four CDs, Quitting is Not an Option. This is covering a whole lot more material than I was ever to, uh, able to cover on the broadcast, so be sure and place your order. Go to jerrysavelle.org, and it'll tell you how you can place the order, and we will get it to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Hey, before we leave the air, I've got some great testimonies here to share with you. Here's one from a man named Jerry. Jerry, thank you for writing in. We wrote and prayed a prayer petition for favor to sell our house and to buy a new one. The housing market here is not good in this area, and we went through three real estate ages to try to sell, but we kept standing on the Word and believing God to help us. Finally, we sold our house and received three times more than what we were asking for. God's timing was perfect. He even had the perfect weather. We live here in Minnesota. Hey, I've been to Minnesota uh, I used to go to Minnesota and wonder if you guys ever saw the sunshine. But praise God, uh, I started going in the summertime and it's beautiful up there. But anyway, this testimony is so awesome. They got three times what they were asking for because they refused to give up. They refused to throw in the towel. He says, the favor of the Lord is upon us and we thank you and we thank God for his favor and teaching us how to pray the prayer petition. Jerry, I rejoice with you. Praise God. It's a wonderful testimony. And I, I encourage you to just keep standing, keep believing because God's got so much more in store for you. Here's one from Michael. It says, after a fall down a flight of stairs, my wife was hospitalized and then at home for a month, unable to get up but she began standing on the healing scriptures and she's now back to normal. Her x-rays were normal, no fractures, no damage. Glory to God. Michael, be sure and let your wife know we rejoice with her and thank you for sending in that testimony. And here's one. There's several here. I don't have time to read them all. Maybe we'll get to them on a later broadcast. Here's one from Victor. I wanted to share my testimony of God's goodness. I've been out of work for almost one year and it's been tough. I spoke with a staff member at your ministry on Monday after deciding to be more involved uh, as a prayer partner and a financial partner. We both agreed in prayer. I got a new job the next day. I'm grateful to God for the breakthrough, and I believe the best is yet to come. Thank you, Jerry Savelle Ministries. God is so good. Praise the Lord, Victor. We rejoice with you. Hey, listen, your testimony is just around the corner. We're standing with you. Thank you for watching.
And we'll see you next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.